ready. Welcome to episode 30 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes. I'm your host, along with my daughter, Emma Hughes, and my best friend and life hero, Erin Lynch. Hi, Erin. Hello. Hi, Emma. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. You're our first guest. That's exciting. It is very exciting. So, Erin, do you want to tell uh, everybody who you are and how we know each other? Yeah, and it's a good thing they can't see us because I'm all blushing and all bashful. <laughs> no, we're just audio. Oh, um, so, yeah, thanks for it's an honor to be here and uh, talking with you. Um, it's an honor is all mine. <laughs> uh, so I, well, now I live in Texas. I'm a long distance <laughs> student of, of Margaret's. Um, but I have two uh, border collies that I run agility with. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm the one that did CPR and Margaret. <laughs> yeah. If you guys didn't know, uh, I don't know. I think I've talked about this. I'm sure I have. Um, but I had a heart attack in the middle of Aaron's lesson. And we were um, working on the teeter and I had a heart attack, collapsed, and Aaron saved my life. So it was a very stressful day for everybody involved. Um, we won't <laughs> talk about that anymore, but thank you for saving my life. And that's how we met. Well, we met prior to that, but... Uh, it wasn't long before that. <laughs> no, it wasn't long before it really that. It wasn't. Really. Like, who is this woman? Yeah. I'm going to leave her. <laughs> Anywho. Um, all right. So now you're in Texas. Yes. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about today, we may talk about a couple of different subjects, but the first one that we're going to talk about is uh, the Agility League. So it's AKC's Agility League. I think they're on season four. So I think this is round four. Yeah. I know I've done two rounds. Yes. I I'm completing my second round now. So yeah, I think this is the fourth season. Yes. Yeah, so I think they had the pilot season, which was season one. Yeah. And then we're now on season four. So yeah. I, I think this is number this is three for me. Three for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's talk about what a, a league is. What so it's the American Kennel Club's uh agility league. So Aaron, you want to tell us what it is? Yeah. So Basically, the Agility League um, represents the full gamut of, dis of not discipline, but uh, skill level. Um, so anywhere from freshman, which is considered novice, um, all the way up to international, um, which isn't necessarily uh, designed off of ISC standards, but it's it's in the upper echelon of your skill sets. Um, and you can be on a team of three to eight dogs um, and you all run your course and you're scored as a team and individually um, across the whole nation, which I think is pretty awesome to see um, how you kind of rank amongst the whole, you know, U.S. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can't remember what the stats are, but I think I know that there's at least 30 something dogs in the 20 inch dogs alone for limited. So wow. along along with the the novice. Mm -hmm. freshman so it's freshman sophomore senior phd yeah four levels and within those four levels there's also three um arena size yes so there's limited which is the smallest then there's regulation or regular which is i don't even know what the dimensions are and then international the phd run on 100 by 120 
Yeah. Right. It's a cardio workout. (laughs) So I run, I run all of our dogs. We have run in the limited division because of the size of my yard and the size of the arena that I train at. And then you've been running in the international division, which is the huge course. Yes. Yes. So not only is your skill level um, include backsides, slices, threadles, You'll, also, you'll see also- the need for uh, a lot of uh, independence for your dog to do an independent teeter um, layering, especially okay. uh, especially layering into the weaves um, and some gnarly weave entries. <laughs> and your courses have all been designed by Ashley Deacon? Correct. Correct. Okay. And our courses, um, it was Scott and now it's somebody else. I can't remember who's running it, who's course designing it now but i must say whoever they are this season four they have nested the courses amazingly well oh good so i run in the limited division with two levels i have freshman dogs and i have sophomore dogs and so sophomore is anybody who has an open title but has not acquired a master's or an excellent title and then freshman is for anybody that has not acquired an open title. Yes. Yes. And then anybody can run in the international. It doesn't matter on where your dog is titled at. That's what um, I was wondering. It's kind of like Premier, right? Anybody can walk into Premier. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know how yours is scored, but for international, it's time plus faults. Is Correct. Okay. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the different levels have different fault uh, point values. Yes. Um, in the not in the freshman novice, there's no refusals, but they have to finish everything. So okay. if they don't finish the weave poles, then they get five faults. Okay. But then yeah, yeah time plus faults, which and is then, nice. I yes. like it. Yes. And I think that um I wish that we so in Texas, in my area, San Antonio, Austin area, um, we have a an arena running regulation, I would say it's, I think it's their senior course. Um, and then we have two places running the international. Um, and it's interesting because I run both international places um, and the arena size is different. So just that it, it's not that it's like drastically different, but the wall perimeters are a little bit different feeling. And then one also is an open field with uh, no sidewall. So just that feeling of the dog's not running into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a course a few weeks ago where it was a teeter into a wall and they had to turn sharp off the teeter. And uh, a lot of the dogs were like, no, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Weave pulls into a wall is totally yes, different than absolutely. weave pulls into no, no, yeah. no wall at all. Yeah, so yeah. Pulls teeters. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of all your blind obstacles that you kind of have to go yeah. forward on. Well, yeah. and I would imagine though that that has some dogs also they're more, I mean, I, I guess at the international level, you're not going to run into this nearly as much as you are at the freshman level, but that wide open space would also leave the ability for runouts, right? So if they're going to yeah. disengage with their handlers, they're, they may, that may pose an issue. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, in the international uh, courses, because the facility keeps the course up um, pretty much all week because different people run at different times on the team. Um, my baby dog has been running chunks of the international courses. Um, and it, it has no wide open spaces. Like there's a lot going on 
<laughs> on that field. And uh, it's kind of been refreshing to train her with that. There's a jump this close to you. Like, don't take it unless I tell you, <laughs> you know? So I think it's been a pretty big benefit for the baby dog, uh, not even being on the team, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I was actually going to say, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, league came out of COVID, right? And so dog people were not allowed to go to trials because of COVID, right? Or that's when I first heard of it. I don't know if that's actually why it's come out, but I have really seen the benefit of people who don't want to go to a trial yet, but they want to try out international stuff. They want to see, oh, maybe we'll, you know, toe the line a little bit, but I don't want to, you know, drop a hundred bucks every week on a trial. So I think it's been really good to watch like baby dogs where they're like, yeah, okay, we have the time, we have the space to do these courses. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that it was born out of COVID. I would say it was more born out of the act. Oh, okay. I, I would say, and it's actually in a completely different division of AKC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. AKC's agility division is not running league. It's right. their family dog or um, something along those lines. It's AKC family dog is running league. Mm-hmm. So it's a different component of AKC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think it has gained great popularity. Um, there are a yeah. lot of big names that are doing league, which is interesting to me. Um, and yet there, it also, like you said, I think that it's a great jump off point mm-hmm. for new handlers. It gives them just a little bit of understanding of how a trial is run yeah. without one having to sink the money in two not knowing even where to go right. uh, and three do they even know that they can finish a course mm-hmm. right and i think that people um there's a lot of different reasons to participate in league and i got asked a lot of questions um from the facility that just started up this last season you know why why should we do league um as somebody who's ran the league my response was I think it's a really great crossover point for people that either are, like you said, new handlers or handlers that just struggle with mental game. Yeah. Um, I think that it's because you walk out there with your dog to a start line, there's no treats, there's no toy, you're running for a score, right? And on these international courses, you can't, I mean, you can run in as much as you want, right? But your dog's not going to have that much stamina. You're not going to have that much stamina, um, so it's, you walk out there with this mind mindset of you're like, you're at a trial one and done. Correct. Um, and because 235 yards is a lot. <laughs> I think um, our last one was 82 yards. Yeah. <laughs> That's how small limit it is, is eight. I think, I think we got up to a hundred and something, but yeah, they're smaller for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that international course is a beast, right. And for somebody like me, who's, I mean, I'm not a very seasoned handler, but I've been around the block now for a year. Um, I'm using this as a way to gauge, okay, where is where am I at with my dogs as far as our skill set? Can we walk into, let's say, world team tryouts one day? How would we feel? Like, how would we feel with those kind of courses? Um, so that's what I use it as. I'm gauging our progress that way. Um, there's a lot of dogs who have a lot of ring stress who are running league um, and they're improving drastically because they're vibing off drastically. Of their, yes. yes. <laughs> they're vibing off their owner, their handler. And they're like, oh, you're a little stressed. Should I stress? No, we're going to be all right. So I re- you see it happening in class. Yes. Uh, and I think that it's, it's really awesome. And I think that, um, 
especially in the international division. Uh, I don't know how many times you're going to walk into a regular class and have a running dog walk to a 90 degree weave entrance. <laughs> but when I get handed that, I'm like, oh, we don't have that skill set, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So yeah. So it opens up a ton of training gaps that yes. you can go back and work on, yes. which is fantastic. Yes. Uh, so I have a question for you. Yes. So you're running it twice a week. Are you on two different teams or is one just a class? I'm on two different teams. Um, which we found out is legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been cleared. Um, so what happens is I run it for my one team at their facility, and then I run it with the other team at their facility. Um, my highest score is taken as my individual for individual ranking, okay. um, but my score goes for each team that I've ran with. So, so, so the one individual score goes to both teams? N- no. So... Because you know how they rank it, like your team is ranked. Right. That That's just all the scores, like all the scribe sheets, we enter them, that's your team score. Right. So okay. Is, so so yeah. facility A gets yes. facility A's run yes. for the team, and yes. then facility B gets your run for that, for, that you ran it at the facility yes. B, yeah. but then the best of those goes to your individual. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because the yardage is not spot on, right? The yardage is not exactly the same in each place. It's like a couple of yards different. Um, ironically, though, our times have been like right in sync really? <laughs> with each other. Yes. And our faults have been exactly the same, just different situations. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Well, again, for my my students, so I'm, I've run it multiple ways. Uh, the first time that we ran it, it was uh, at my house. It, and I was separating out training. So it was specifically league days. Mm-hmm. And then the second time that I ran it was also separated out as strictly league days, Yeah, which was great. I loved it, but it added another element of time that I wasn't really able to give that it before we we forgot to say how long league goes oh yeah so each season is 12 weeks yeah six rounds so every other week they post the Mm -hmm. course and you have two weeks to run it and then you have to submit your scores and then they release another round so it's six rounds that you do over 12 weeks yeah and that's a long time yeah um and so this third time that I've done it, I put it into class. So it's actually run during my class time mm-hmm. um, every other week, essentially. And we've skipped some um, weeks. And we have to ask for an extension this next week because of 4th of July. And there's been some definite pros to it and then some definite cons to it. So I really, really like it that it doesn't add an extra day of agility for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed having just five students run the course at a time, but on the flip side of that, it's only five dogs that are offering stress to the handler and offering stress to the dog. So it's a little less like a trial environment when it's run in the class. Yeah. Um, but that helps the dogs, but it, but the, the handlers still know that they're under 
a, a time fault, right? Yeah. Or a, a, a running fault. And so that's been an interesting thing because I have personally found that the handlers are stressing out more yes. and the dogs are like, chill, this is our practice area. I yeah. know this arena. I know this equipment. And yeah. they're chilling out a heck of a lot more than their handlers are, yes. which is really interesting because handlers want to go clean, right? <laughs> and so they're putting that added stress on themselves, mm -hmm. which is really fascinating. And I really like that part of it. The downside to it, besides not having it more trial-like, you know, with 20 other dogs or however many, in our first season, we I had four teams of eight and we got together in groups of two. So we had 16 dogs at each session, yeah. morning session, and then the afternoon session. And that worked really nicely. And we were only split out because of the parking parking. Yeah. So yeah. that that's why we split out. Um, the downside to it being during class is for my lower level dogs. Mm -hmm. So those dogs that are not sequencing yet or yeah. not running courses yet, I have been forced to put up the league course. So mm -hmm. if I want to work the dog walk, I'm not. Yeah. If I, if I want to work the teeter, I have to pull it out if it's not part of the course. Yeah. Um, and some of that has been fine. I've dealt with that fine. Other parts the way that I train, I like to build on last week's skill. Yeah. And so that makes it more difficult. So yeah. on one hand, it's been fantastic. On the other hand, it's been, uh, this is not working for this group of dogs. Yeah. And I think that, so we, we do the same where it's, it's up for a week, basically, um, all the classes are exposed to it, whether you're running league or not. And yeah. Like for example, my 5.30 class on Monday, there's three of us in the class out of six or seven people who run on the league. So when we go run, when it's our turn, we're being scored. Whereas like the other people go out there and they just run it to run it. Um, and I think that, yes, as an instructor, I think it is a little bit um, difficult for the instructor to find ways to tweak things for dogs that are maybe don't have a backside um, exactly. and here's this international course, right. <laughs> um, or maybe that the handler has no interest in, in running that kind of agility. Um, you know, because if you're not going to run premiere, you're never really good. I mean, you might see a backside once every blue moon in master. Right. But, right. um, so I think that we run into that a little bit as well as, um, the baby dog classes, they kind of have, and like you said, they're the not foundation. Getting yeah, they're not getting the exposure to the context because when there's a jumpers course, it's just right. jumping for a week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and I've had both some of my students who loved it, absolutely mm -hmm. loved having it part of class, and then others that have already made comments like, "Yeah, it's it makes it different." Yeah. So my plan is to only run it once a year. Yes. Rather than every season. Every season's difficult. Do the yeah. seasons, are they consecutive? So you hit, what was it, 12 weeks, and then you go to the next 12 weeks immediately? Uh, no, they have, they've, um, they've done like a two, three week break. Okay. Because they have, or maybe even more than that. Um, so like it ended in either early December, and then it didn't start up again until either late January or even February. I want to say it's probably like a month, because I know we end 
I want to say we end like the la- the first week of August or the last week of July is the end of this one. Yeah, um, I think they did three seasons a year. Yeah. Yes. But they may modify that. Yeah. Because now they're doing they're doing an actual uh, nationals. Oh, yes. fun. so there there's leagues in what Missouri or something? Yes, Missouri at Purina Farms. Um, any dog who's completed the uh, any dog who's completed this season prior to this last one that started. So this last one that started was like the last opportunity for somebody to complete the season in order to be eligible to run. Um, and you had to have at least three dogs from your team going um, and two people from your yeah. team going. Which, if you live nearby, that's fun. Yeah. But if you don't live nearby, it's a little, little difficult. Yes. Yes. I know that there's a lot of people in, in my area who are interested in going to that event for nationals because they are newer handlers with newer dogs who have never been to a national event. Um, so I think that would be a really awesome stepping stone. Um, because let me tell you, as as a new kid on the block, when Coraline and I stepped to the line at nationals last year or last March, I was like, holy cow, that's a lot of energy. <laughs> that, that, well, you kind of jumped in the deep end there. I mean, you I went from zero to a hundred, which was just incredible that you have. I got to <laughs> give you props for that because there are very, very, very few handlers out there with their novice A dog going to nationals within two years. Yeah. It's extremely rare. And yeah. so, and, and doing well right she, there's he handled a lot better than I did I was like "Woo! I'm walking next to these amazing handlers that I idolize and then I'm like I'm not concentrating on my walkthrough <laughs> but what a learning experience for you and so yeah. cool to watch you out there with Cora yeah really she nice. was great she was great yeah um I had a question about titling and league so I've never done league um I'm I did some sort of I was a USDA league back when dot was like uh, just over a year um, and so I've never actually competed in it. I don't know how titling works. So is it like AKC where you do three, is it what, three legs and then you get a title and then you move on? There's no titles. There's no, yeah, there's oh, no so titling, you, but. Well, there's no titles. There's no. But no, I mean, like you have like freshmen, whatever. Software. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. No. So doing league, there's no titling. So okay. there's no qualifying. All you're running for is bravos and um kudos and they do send out prizes no money but they send out ribbons they i think people got chairs that's i mean we got a we got a medal and a magnet for a clean sweep last season yeah i got uh, a mug yeah a mug and um some some sort of uh oh uh, a usb device or something so do you get to choose then you're like okay my dog no. It's good. I think she can go into international. So. Oh, well, international well, division, yes. Yes, but everybody else, no. Everybody else is based on what their AKC titles are or yeah. what you would grandfather in right, at okay. AKC. So if yeah. you only run CPE, then technically, and you're in the level five of CPE, then technically you should be at the senior level of AKC. So whatever your equivalent crossover title would be, that is where you should enter league at. Right. Freshman is only for those dogs that have ever okay. not titled in open. However, you can be a novice dog and run in senior, but you can't be a senior dog and run in novice. Yeah. Well, my question is, so let's say you have a dog that's never titled in AKC before. So you have no titles to grandfather in. You start at freshman. 
you do a great, you have an excellent season, you run clean, you're amazing, you're on the top of the top of the list. Then next year, do they say, oh, no, 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 we're not putting you against the freshman people. You're going to sophomore or whatever. Uh, that's a really good question. But my, I don't think so. I think you can stay in freshman as long as you don't get actual yeah. AKC titles. Interesting. Okay. It's all based off of your titles that you're doing in trials. So, yeah. Okay. They're all, it, because, so they're trying to get you to go to trials then, right? Well, the real, they're like here. Probably. Yeah. You can go. I think in a real trial. because one of the biggest setbacks for getting dogs into AKC, uh, a novice level, is the fear. Oh yeah. The fear of handlers and the the lack of knowledge of of knowing will they do the weave pulls because some venues don't have weave pulls in their early sure, early yeah. levels. AKC has weave pulls right out of the gate. Now right. ACT ACT is not considered an actual trial, so ACT is kind of in between league mm-hmm. and a trial. Okay. Yeah. And so I think they started with ACT. And while ACT has been a successful program, it takes on a ton of work for somebody to actually put an ACT trial together. Uh-huh. Whereas I think League has more ability for just friends to get together yeah, buddies and, and set a course. Remind yeah. me. Because anybody can be a team captain. Anybody can put a team together. Interesting. Anybody. Remind you don't need to judge it. You have to be a master's level title to judge. Oh, okay. Now you do. In the beginning, you didn't. Okay. In the beginning, you just had to know something. I mean, their, their ideal goal was somebody that had titled in master's. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But um, they, I think that they're willing to work with you as long as you know the rules. Yeah. So if you're in a rural area and nobody's trialing, mm. I think that you could probably still put together a league team. Cool. But you have to register with AKC. Yeah, right. So your dog has to have a number. Remind me what ACT stands for. I forget. Agility. Course test. Okay. Agility yeah. course test is ACT. And you have ACT 1. Act two, both agility course test for standard and agility course test for jumpers. I feel so old. I feel like these kids with their act courses and league. What is this? I'm very excited about it. I think that it's good for new, for baby handlers and baby dogs. You know, jumping in a novice, just throwing people into novice. That's that's a lot of work. That's a pretty big step. I think that the... I think one of the other things that I really liked about league is that it allows your coach to be, if you want, if your coach is a team captain or your coach is part of the team, it allows your coach to help you right then and there Mm -hmm. on what a novice course is or, you know, whatever it just, it just, it helps you enter into a trial atmosphere without actually going to a trial. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the cool thing for me in the level that I'm running with league, both of the people I train with um, run international competition. Right. Um, So when I go out there and walk the course for the first time, uh, we don't say anything to each other. We go out there and walk it. Like you've got eight minutes at a trial. Um, And then before we all run it, we walk it with the instructor and they tell us how how they see it best being handled. Um, and then there's a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. Mm. But then I go rewalk it and I'm like, maybe that's better, right? Cause like, I don't have a lot of mileage in this kind of style of courses. Um, 
So there's a lot of times where I'm, my handling options are more like master level. And I'm like, I'm making that way harder than it needs to be. I need to trust my dog more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's been for me, like season one for me was just get through the season. That was the goal. Um, somehow we came through with a clean sweep <laughs> and I was nice. like, that's fantastic. Um, this season has been more, uh, pedal to the metal theory for me, um, really pushing our speed. Uh, yes, we've sacrificed some bars. Um, but I mean, she's like two to three seconds faster on every run this season. So, well, and this season, this season you've been running in the heat. Yes. Also that's insane. (laughs) I run one day of the week. We run outside in Texas and that's a little murderous. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, we were running in the snow. If that makes you feel better. I would rather run in the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, I mean, and, but she's been doing fine handling the heat with your time. And that's because your skill set has come so far and I'm, and and you're handling as well. Yeah. And like I said before, like I, I walked that line with a, a one and done. I'm not going to ask her to do it again because of the heat. Yeah. Um, maybe if it's like, oh, I know we could have like kept that bar up. Let's try it one more time. But at any point when like something else goes wrong in that second run, I call it. And I said, nope, we're taking that first run with the fault. And I did that to preserve my dog's, you know, well-being and her safety. Um because let me tell you, after you run that far in the heat, it's hard to talk. It's, it's hard to think. <laughs> so yeah. if I'm feeling that way, I know she's she's feeling it too when her tongue is, you know, a mile out of her face. Um, so, and then we always take precautions. I think the best thing I've seen from my instructors is they will tell people your dog needs a break. Like, we're not going to drill this anymore. Give your dog a break. They've really been a really good advocate for the dogs. So they Go keep ahead. us really safe. Yeah. Give me a number one highlight and a number one downside. Um, well, the downside's easy for me. <laughs> and that is, um, I miss going to class for skills and drills. Um, I miss going to class knowing that I'm going to be able to take a, a toy or treats and reward my dog for good effort on something that maybe was really hard. Um, because even though she is my now master level dog, she's not even three and she deserves to be praised. Right. Um, so I feel like because both classes that I take her to, we run league in both those classes. Um, it's kind of sucked the joy a little bit out of our training skills, but uh, every other week we get those moments together when there's no course. So <laughs> we still have it just in smaller doses. Okay. Um, my biggest I just, I think the biggest thing I've gotten out of it is to just run with confidence and trust my dog. Like the, the most, I can't tell you from like run to run, which one has been the best because every time we make it through one of these courses, I just so proud of us for even getting out there and trying. Um, but just trusting her, knowing that, for example, last week we just ran a sequence and there was a blind tunnel send and I just pointed and I started running the other way and she went and I was like, holy cow, that's my dog. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I, I mean, yeah. So not only will it uh, highlight some training gaps you may have, it's going to highlight some of the awesome stuff that you already have trained. Yes. Yeah. Cause it definitely, like you said, you, when, when an instructor puts together a, a course, especially if you've got a mixed crew, you're not going to throw a wicked weave entry mm-hmm. at a mixed bag of students usually right i mean maybe once in a blue moon but it's certainly not going to be a regular thing whereas league is they're going to continue they're going to hit you with that weave entrance again and again and again Mm -hmm. 
So, and I yeah. think, um, I would say the other thing that's been really good for us is, um, we run, we run AKC, USDAA and UKI. So we run it all. Um, and I can tell you that her and Cora and I, when we step into USDAA, um, or into UKI, we read each other better now. Mm. Um, we actually struggle the most in AKC masters now because I've taught her to push her distance from me and to drive. And when you get into some of these AKC master courses, you're like, nope, that's an off course. Right. <laughs> right. So we actually are having a really bad season right now of AKC masters <laughs> trialing. Um, but I never tell her she's wrong because, oh my gosh, I'm so proud that she's driving so well. Um, and we're prepping for the U S open. So I'm like, just keep driving dog. It's all right. Yeah. No. And they eventually do learn. I think, you know, you keep up the mixed bag of, of yes. styles of courses. I yeah. definitely think that they learn, but there is that interim where they get confused and they'll either go too far or they'll stay in too close. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a learning curve, not only for the handler, but definitely for the dogs as well. Yes. Yeah. I had one more question for you. Are you, is your, is your international, are they uh, nesting courses? Are they running senior, sophomore and freshman as well? No, it's just PhD. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's PhD regulation. There uh, what? There's PhD regulation size, but there's just international PhD. Okay. Yeah. We're nesting freshmen and sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why for us, the international PhD, it is a little bit more difficult for the baby dog classes, the foundational classes, or your novice handling class to walk out there and find something they're capable of doing on that course. Um, but I will say that the way that the courses are designed, um, he's done a really good job of like just tweaking a jump angle a little bit. Oh, that's so nice. from like a 270 to a 180 might be better, right? So right. like just maneuvering things a little bit. So we just run chunks of it. Yeah, nice. Well, I think, do we have anything else to add to our podcast about AKC League? I'm good. I'm very impressed with it. I uh, I remember running it the very, not running it, but I ran one of the courses when it was still here at our house. Um, and I remember I was just fascinated by, you know, it's a trial essentially. Um, and we were under COVID and I was like, wow, this is so cool. It's a, it's graded through video. I was like, wow. I've never oh seen no, that that's before. different. You're talking about USDA at home. Oh, well, that's it's. We not, can talk about no, that. We too. can talk about USDA at home, but I mean, I the video grading. Yeah, and... there's there's no videoing in AKC. Yeah. Oh, was it all on the honor system? No, you have a judge. No. Oh, yeah, judge sends it in. Okay, you have a scribe sheet. I figured oh, it out. Yeah, she's showing oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So league, league has is judged on the day, so you have oh, you have to have a physical judge yeah. watching you. Okay. And then somebody records it on a scribe sheet. So was it ever recorded through video? No, you're talking about the at home. Oh, yeah. At homes, yeah. And, okay. And that was COVID based. Right. So you had USDA at home. You had UKI at home. And yeah. I actually did AKC do at home. I don't know. I I'm post COVID trialing. I don't, so. I don't think so. I think so. it was USDA and UKI that okay. was doing, it. and they're still doing it. Yeah. Well, I just I like this this online. It feels more online than a trial, right? And I like that. I think that it's it's nice to connect with people on the other side of the country. You know, you look at the league list, and we're like, oh, there's Aaron. You know, oh. even though you don't run with us anymore. Yeah. Basically in Washington. Right. No, it's like having a nationals that you get to see everybody but run from home. 
Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like what you did for Portugal. Yeah. Remember? So they yeah. did very, something very similar, but it was a just a weekend trial. All right. Well, we got interrupted. So uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll finish this up and then uh, we'll say goodbye. So what I was saying, um, just as I was, uh, as I got interrupted is, and I was explaining this to Emma and now Emma's not here, was <laughs> that they did for COVID, Portugal put on their team, their junior team USA, or mm, sorry, yeah. their junior, what do they, what do they call it? The European Open Junior. Yes. Via EOJ, video. Right? And, and they had to send in videos in order to be scored. So yes. we didn't even score the kids that we videoed them and sent the videos to the judges. That was pretty mm -hmm. incredible that the judges did that. So anyway, there's no videoing in AKC League, but there is in in the USDA at home version and the UKI at home version. Yes. Which are still going. Yep. Yeah. Those yeah. are and those are neat programs. I like those as well. It's just a totally different feel to AKC League. Because yeah. those you can run by yourself. You set the course up, you videotape yourself and you send it in. And those can be for titles. Yes. Um, online. So this is totally different. It's just a totally different feel. And a mm -hmm. totally different uh, way to do agility. Yeah. Completely different to a trial and yet similar. And completely different to practice and yet similar. Yes. Yeah, I really think that it's a great way to bridge the gap. And I think it's been hugely successful for AKC, I think. Yeah, I think it has too. And um, just looking at the numbers, uh, like last season, the international, we only, I want to say we had like 31 teams or no, I'm sorry, not 31 teams. In the 20 inch height division, there was 31 dogs for me competing oh. against. Uh, this season, there's like over 50. So <laughs> just in the 20 inch class. Yeah. Well, and I know in, in Washington, I think we were one of two or three teams last year. Mm -hmm. And this year I know two just within 20 minutes of each other. Yeah. 40 yeah. minutes of each other. Actually, no, uh, Argus is also running. So Argus is running. We're running. Uh, French Creek is running. Yeah. Um, and I know out in the peninsula they're running. That's great. And so, yeah, there's quite a few. So I think that, and they also do scores kind of sort of regionally. Yes. So they'll uh -huh. eventually put up all the scores for the Pacific Northwest. The, what what region are you in? Southwest, South, South. South Central? South Central. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think it's been a neat way to connect with some people that have moved across the country. Like Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I think it's... um a really cool way because I I'll see people from Washington on their uh, standing sheets, you know, when they come out every week and I'm like, Oh, they did so much better this week. Or like, Oh, they placed in the top five. And I get really excited for them. Um, even though I'm not there in the trialing world with you guys right. anymore, but my heart's always still there. So <laughs> I have one student who I, I, uh, I, I goaded him into signing up. I'm like, you got to do it. You've got to do league. And so all of his, um, classmates also are doing league. Yeah. And so he's been, he's run, this is, he's run three rounds. Mm -hmm. He's been first place every round. Oh, wow. And yeah. 
he he kind of he looked at me the first round and he's like oh I didn't realize we were that good and I'm like yeah that's why I wanted you to do lead because you're that good and it confirms what I see yeah but also for him it opens up his world to oh I didn't know my dog was this good because he's never trialed yeah, mm-hmm. he's a busy guy. All he wanted his his kind of it's an interesting little story. His his wife got him into it, started the dog, and then his wife um became injured. And so he mm-hmm. kept the lessons up and all of a sudden he's now yeah. the handler. And um <laughs> yeah, and so he he doesn't he hasn't been he hasn't even asked about well, he's probably asked, but um he just hasn't had the time or for whatever reason he hasn't trialed. And so this kind of opens up his his eyes to see you have a good little dog you yeah, you know you yeah. have the potential to go further if you want to yeah and I, I think it's interesting because I know when I step to the line in novice I even feel this now getting ready to debut Reba soon there's a lot of like stage fright that happens right because like oh, yeah. especially with the second dog because people know me now right <laughs> and I'm like oh there's expectations yeah <laughs> so I think that the league and it takes some of that away because you're really just amongst friends, right? right? Or at least colleagues. And it's, you're, you're not, you don't feel like everybody's watching your run, you know? And uh, there's no spectators essentially like, you know, waiting for their turn to run their small dog or big dog. And I think that that for me has been helpful because I do have a little bit of that mental, uh, mental game issue where I get a little, flustered I get a little embarrassed if I mess up <laughs> yeah that that disappears eventually with yeah. well it doesn't disappear completely no. no with bringing Eli into the agility world I mean that he's I mean Jinx was my last dog to debut and that mm-hmm. was actually Emma's dog but he was behaving so poorly that she wouldn't take him in the ring the first time yeah, that's how much of a turd he was. Um, but, um, and again, I think that comes down to one, we were above our heads with Jinx. He was our first border collie. And um, yeah, my my Sheltie Tia, she was fabulous right from the get go. Jinx yeah. was not. Um, yeah. And now debuting Eli, I mean, eventually there's and and being instructor. So Eli is yes. my first dog that I'm debuting as an instructor. Yeah. Wow. Every, every other dog was either Emma's or prior to me being an instructor. Yeah. And so awesome. there's definitely a different feeling when you when you think that you have eyeballs on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in reality, everybody's so absorbed with their own world. I know. They look at you for a second and then and then they're either cheering for you because you did okay or as soon yeah. as you mess up they just kind of look away and go about their business yes, <laughs> and yes. they don't really care yeah for the most part I don't think you know and I wanted to add one thing because I was just thinking about when you were mentioning like your student was top of the list um I love that there's a veterans ranking system in league oh good yeah thanks for bringing um, that up because there's a, there's a couple dogs in our area that are running on it in the veterans um, category. And I hope that this is maybe a gateway into them offering that for regular trialing, because I think that if, if the older dogs still have it in them, they should still be able to run, (laughs) you know, (laughs) 
I like veterans classes. <laughs> Does AKC not have a veterans? No, they don't. Class? They well, don't. their veterans class for league starts at 10 years of age. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple in our area and, uh, man, I'm just really proud of them. I have a soft spot for old dogs. So <laughs> yeah. Well, for other, for other organizations, it's usually seven. Yeah, I think so. Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is fun. I had a veteran last season. Yeah. And did very well. Yeah. Is that everything? I think so. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I, so let's say goodbye then. All right. All right. Me and Em say woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, go get them. (laughs) You can, you can say whatever you'd like. (laughs) Thank you very much for doing this with me. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. All right. See you guys later. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Bye, Erin. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.